This is Talkback, 721-1290 or 1-800-568-5309. This is News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM, KGVO. Missoula's News and Weather Station. Hey, welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. The Wednesday edition of Talk Back, a very special edition of the Montana World Affairs Council, is brought to you this morning by Brooklyn Bagel and Bakery, where you'll find authentic New York bagels and pastries all the way from Little Italy, flown in every day, in fact, at Brooklyn Bagel and Bakery on North Reserve. Also brought to you by Phillips Janitorial. If you have residential or commercial cleaning that needs to be done, no job is too big or small. So give them a call today, Phillips Janitorial, 406 260 the views and opinions expressed on TalkBack are not those of the staff, management, or advertisers. Okay, the adventure begins. We are we are starting up again. Unfortunately, our friend Nick Christensen not feeling well today. But Bob Seidenschwartz is actually standing in his, in his spot. Hope it's comfortable over there. It's fine. Hope there, are yeah, you doing hope, okay? Uh, hope Nick is uh, feeling better. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. All right. So we have the thank. He's tall. Yeah. So it's not his fault. <laughs> <laughs> so, Peter, we, uh, you know, I was thinking about, uh, we were having a conversation driving in in terms of there's so many issues and topics that we want to talk about, but there's kind of a common theme, humanity. Mm-hmm. I know often people, they're interested in if Biden was having to talk to the Salvation Army guy he thought was the Secret Service or the set, or the Congress with the Republicans trying to get their act together. Those are usually the calls and the people getting kind of interested. Right. But this is really starting from a foundational part of none of this exists without having that discussion about our humanity. And the people here with Ballet Beyond Borders truly represents that. And it's great to see everybody again. It's been two years. Yes. So I'm going to let Peter do a little bit of an intro on the bio. And none of us and, are any older, of course. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> but we all look bellissimo. <laughs> all so. right. First, uh, first, I do have uh, Hina Abidi. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Is it, did, I, did I do it right? Yes. Good. Okay. Hina Abidi is a Pakistani American based in Los Angeles. She's been involved with Pakistan Arts Council of USC Pacific Asia Museum since back in 1995. Uh, uh, Hina has been a, a long-standing interest in textile, in particular ethnic and tribal embroideries. She visits, visits Pakistan every year, traveling to places that are off the beaten path, meeting people, collecting handicrafts, learning about their unique artistic and cultural traditions. Also, Farah Yasmin Shaik is an internationally acclaimed Kathak performer. I hope I got that right. No, well, no, no, she's not here? She's not here. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, just moving I right can along. take her place. Thank you. Yes. No, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so, Bob. Although Seidenschwartz is right up there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Claudia Zakari. There she is. Okay, Claudia Zakari is here in the studio. Raise your hand. A former prima ballerina of the Teatro dell'Opera in Rome and guest prima ballerina in famed theaters and opera houses, including the Arena di Verona. I'll try to get all these right as best I can. Massimo di Palermo, Toulouse. Avignon and London. She has danced alongside world-class dancers such as Maja, can't get to that, Carla Fachi <laughs> and Vladimir Vasilev. And Ms. Zakari has worked as a, I was going to say Smith, but has worked as a consultant and artistic director at numerous dance schools, dance performances and events in Italy and abroad. Uh, now, also, Gisela Zilembo. Do you want to Hello. Go Hi, there she is. Okay. They, they're here because this is radio. <laughs> Graduated in performing art with a master's in multimedia communication and coaching. She studies team management, 
24 Hours Business School, and in social media marketing, uh, SDA Bocconi or Bocconi? Bocconi. Bocconi, thank you. very famous in Milan. Thank you. She's general manager of uh, um, uh, the AS, the Associates, Associates? It's the Maria Antonietta Berlusconi Association, taking care of dance culture all over the world. There you go. I should let you guys do this. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And we also have Carlton joining us this morning. So uh, drag drag that mic over, young man, and say hello. (laughs) How are you? Young man at 58. Yes, Yes, sir. (laughs) Hey, I got your beat, brother. Go ahead. I'm I'm great. Hey, guys. I'm Carlton Mulborn from Chicago, Illinois. I live in Los Angeles. Um, I am so honored to be here because I've known Lady Charlotte. Campbell, who is the head of the mm-hmm. Ballet Beyond Borders organization, and uh, she and I have been pals since I was 17, so we've got a nice amount of history, and we've been able to travel the world. She's taken the incredible activations politically with movement and dance. Mm-hmm. We've gone to China. She's gone to Italy. I mean, she's doing incredible things. I'm grateful that I still get to have a voice in, in it. And so my contribution is really to be a second arm for her. And also, I've been working inside the life coaching realm for about 13 years now. And so we were here, uh, intended to be here yesterday to do a wellness conversation around mental health. Mm -hmm. And so that's a lot of what my focus is right now is making sure that the youngins, as I call them, and those of us that have some years are being much more mindful as to how we are in our mind and our soul. Because as all of us have been experiencing, there's a gazillion wackiness going on in the world. Well, Bob, Bob knows what my life verse is, right, Bob? You're only young ones, but you can be immature forever. There so, you go. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I'm in Carlton, and I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be here and contribute as I can. You bet. Okay, and, Bob. And, and Peter, I would be remiss, uh, and we need to acknowledge that um, Don passed. This, yes. um, oh, I'm sorry to hear uh, that. This happened uh, several months right. ago. Don is Charlene's Don husband. Don is Charlene's husband right. and um, a great influencer in his own career mm-hmm. and a contributor. So without this community... And the people that contribute to it, we're not here. Absolutely. So we send our uh, blessings and thanks again to Charlene. So thank you. thank you. And this is actually a perfect segue because you're talking about mental health and a number of issues. But coming out of the pandemic, coming out of the lockdowns that had occurred globally, some things have changed and opened up again. And we were having a conversation when we were driving over. So I will ask you to please talk about a little bit. What are the, some of the changes that you've seen? And what are you seeing in terms of how the arts specifically are helping to get people back to some sense of normalcy? And if you wouldn't mind just identifying by your first name when you start speaking. Go ahead. Yes, I am, uh, I am Claudia. And uh, I uh, would like to talk in Italian better with uh, Gisella. Go ahead. Help me <laughs> to translate it because it would be I, a delight. Yes, I would, uh, I would like that the people understand what I mean. And uh, I think uh, that also it's very good uh, that uh, you can listen Italian language. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Io penso che la pandemia ci ha aiutato a stare connessi in più col mondo grazie a tutto li, la, il sistema internet che è stato l'unico mezzo che ci poteva tenere connessi col mondo. I think that somehow the pandemic crisis made us more connected because uh, through Zoom, through Internet, uh, we were able to be more together, even if far away. 
ma mi sembra anche un luogo comune perché in realtà noi del mondo della danza abbiamo sempre cercato di essere connessi il mondo della danza da secoli cerca di essere unito e comunicare But as a dance person, it's quite strange to me to say that pandemic made us more connected because the dance world is used to be connected and mm. recognize itself as a community all over the world. Absolutely. Mm. All right. With that, we're, we're up against our first commercial break. So, okay, we're going to come right back. <laughs> we're going to be here right. to talk, y'all. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we, we are going to return in just a moment. 721-1290 is our number. This is Ballet Beyond Borders on Talkback. Back after this. Welcome to the CPAP Games. We are back. 721-1290 is the number. This is Ballet Beyond Borders. And uh, Bob Seidenschwartz here with our guests. Just talking a little bit about the Italian internment camp that we had here during World War Mr. II. Mr. Cipollato. Yes. And, and he was the gentleman that did the Broadway market, right? He was the guy. Look, I have to tell you this quick story. I came from Long Island. <laughs> I come to Montana. I came to a food desert. And I'm looking for pastrami. Now, pastrami was it just, it didn't exist. Broadway market was the only place in Missoula and maybe Montana that had pastrami. Wow. Because Mr. Cipollato would get the brisket from San Francisco mm -hmm. and then he would do the seasoning and I was like, finally, can I get a hard roll of bagel? No, but I could get the pastrami. <laughs> so forever, Mr. Cipollato. And now we finally have Brooklyn bagels yeah, here. Yeah, so Brooklyn the, bagels. We have to get so, that in. Yeah. Um, the, the question I'm posing to all of you is you mentioned about coming out of the pandemic. It brought us closer. You mentioned Zoom and a few things that were able to connect us. I wonder, though, is that temporary? Is that something that may have occurred? But how do we keep that dynamic going? And I see the arts as such an important player or does it, in that does, process. Does, does it become a permanent part of, of your uh, work, of, of the work table that you have, mm -hmm. the workshop, basically? So, uh, in my opinion, uh, internet... Oh, sorry, I'm Gisella from Italy. That's fine. <laughs> you go ahead. And uh, in my opinion, technology belongs to our job uh, and for sure for our, uh, to our daily life and probably after pandemic more and more because we have discovered other ways to be connected with people far away and it makes things more simple. But um, as for the art side, I want to reflect on this. Um, Something is the practical side of a connection. Something is the human side of a connection. So technology is helping from the first side to be in contact and to share information, but to share emotions. We truly need to be together physically, but we need the first step. So it creates many chances. Uh, I've met all these people uh, through technology because, and I thank again uh, Mrs. Charlene Campbell for this, uh, during the pandemic, the dance environment uh, tried to keep stronger together and to create new connections to find out solutions because there were young persons uh, who were watching to us, waiting for some answer to be saved somehow. Yes, and I'm Hannah. Uh, from Los Angeles. And um, that's very true. And uh, what we saw is that I was working with artist community in LA and in Pakistan during this pandemic. And we saw them, it was a very difficult time for many and especially for artists. And so at that time, internet, you know, we had shows online, we kept doing things. And it really did bring people together. And that's what I love about Ballet Beyond Borders, what Charlene has created. 
I mean, this time at the festival, we have over people from over 30 countries coming to Missoula and uh, all the boundaries, all the man-made borders are blurred and they're all working together and creating these new collaborations. Mm -hmm. And these are long, lifelong friendships that are formed here. Now, Bob, if I could ask, sure. uh, when are when are the performances that people can can come to? And I, I know there's a gala. But the, but there's also a free performances. Is that correct? Yeah, I believe there's free performances that are going on today and tomorrow, and then the gala is on Friday at seven thirty. Is that right. correct? In the Denison right. Theater, yes, and that uh, you do have to get tickets. Right yes. now, I don't know if that's sold out yet. But if you're interested in attending, I would ask that people not wait too long for that too. Yes. So if you go to the website. The Rocky ben, Mountain Ballet Rocky Company Mountain Ballet. website, okay, right. you'll be able to see a list of where all the events are because those are open to the public and there is no cost. That's really important. Yeah, so thank you, Peter, for we bringing that up. We want our listeners up. to know that. I, I wanted to ask you that when we're talking about technology, you have to have infrastructure. Now, some countries are more advanced and, and they're wired. I would imagine Italy is very similar to the United States with the exceptions that most people have access to Internet in Pakistan. I don't know if that's the case, except for maybe the larger urban areas. So one of the challenges is bringing the world together also requires yes. having some type of infrastructure to reach these folks, especially the young. Uh, it's uh, surprising that cell phone has really brought people together because in Pakistan, almost everybody has a cell phone. And in rural Pakistan, if they don't, not everybody, then at least a few people in a village would have it. And everyone gathers around them to see what's happening. It's like the old radio back yes. in the, yes. the 30s uh, here in, my, in America. Yeah. So my friends there in villages know exactly whose birthdays I'm attending, what I'm doing in L.A. Mm -hmm. And they follow me on Facebook and uh, on WhatsApp, we stay connected. So it's really... So instead of being isolating, it actually as well we need to get 10 of us around and 10 talk to 20 and 20 talk yes. to 40 so some kind of an interesting dynamic if i can i'm still gisella <laughs> from italy i want to tell you a story which happened through this lady claudia um, during the pandemic i had the opportunity to meet a young boy from nigeria the name is anthony and anthony is still living there in a little village and there with his um, ballet teacher mr daniel he was studying dance and he was dreaming once in life to meet mrs wendy whelan who is the director of the uh, new york city ballet and is a person working for MAB organization, which I'm leading. So what happened? Mrs. Claudia asked us to give a scholarship to this guy. And what happened is that the teacher of the course was Wendy Whelan. So he had the incredible opportunity to see his dream becoming true. Thanks, sorry to say thanks to the pandemic, because otherwise it was quite impossible to imagine, to figure out how to make him meet Mrs. Wendy Whelan. And that's crazy, but right. I think it has a human value that we have to consider. We have to consider. We're, we're, we're up against another break. 721-1290. This is absolutely fascinating. We would love to uh, have you join us at 721-1290 if you'd like, or if you'd just like to sit back and enjoy this wonderful conversation with all these mixtures of nationalities. This is delightful. We will return with more of Talk Back right after this. Hi, it's Denny Bedard. Before I was adopted, I felt alone. After spending years in foster care, Lexi worried that she and her brother were too old to be adopted. Thankfully, the siblings were adopted with help from the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption. 
love teenagers. To see how brave Lexi was and how she opened herself up to being in a family, all of a sudden, she's holding my hand and calling me mom. It was really special. Every child, no matter their age, deserves to grow up in a safe, permanent home. Children at every age experience challenges. Teenagers are more complex than young children, but in the best ways. You're never too old for family. Learn how you can help children still waiting to be adopted from foster care at DaveThomasFoundation.org. Okay, we are back on Talkback. 721-1290 is our number. Of course, Bob Seidenschwartz joining us this morning, our co-host, because Nick's not feeling well today. Uh, Bob with the Montana World Affairs Council uh, hosting these wonderful folks from Ballet Beyond Borders. Bob, please go ahead. Carlton. Yeah, I want to roll back into, I mean, one of the things that I have been aware of, so I did a lot of work in Brazil in 2018, 2019. That was going to take me right up until we got hit by the by covid a lot of the folks over there have felt or initially felt very challenged in, in getting access to information, access to these kinds of events. I've been trying to align some of the dancers from Rio and Sao Paulo. But what's been amazing to what the other ladies have been speaking about here on the panel is the creativity that has come to form mm. because of COVID, right? And I, and I tend to lean cup half full instead of empty. So I like to look at the advantages that have happened, which is that it's caused a lot of us to dig into ourselves and realize these other ways that we can present ourselves, these other ways that we can do a reach out to an organization, mm -hmm. even if it's around a conversation. The challenge has afforded us the opportunity to expand how we go after what we go after by how we speak about it, by what we offer as an option for them to view us, by using the phone in a more creative way, <laughs> a more in-depth way. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to say about that. The necessity has become the mother of creativity. Yes, sir. Here, right? That part. Yeah, so. That part. And, and Carl, you, you, the point you're bringing up, I've often made in discussions with friends, clients, and family, which is we know the tragedies of what took place. And a lot of it is because we weren't prepared. Mm -hmm. We have been forewarned. That was not a new story. But yet, I don't know what it is about our DNA that we only tend to do well in the crisis as mm. opposed to preparing for it. So I had taken the position and thought often, as you have, that what are we learning from this and what are the opportunities? Yes, sir. It's a gift. Yes, sir. A strange, twisted, <laughs> terrible <laughs> gift at Un times. Unwelcome gift. Unwelcome <laughs> gift, but it's a part of our history as a species and yes. it's not going away so what do we learn from that and that's one of our challenges and having you here today to talk about this is part of that discussion as what do you do how do we use the arts how do we use the work that you people do in order to make somewhat of a difference here from my side because my goal in my job is to support young generations and to promote dance culture, art culture, and human values. Uh, from the anthropological side, I want to underline this because yesterday I had the chance to have a talk about this uh, and to say how art is our mirror. The mirror where we see ourselves and when the others can see us. So it's a way to create a new reality. 
this is about creation and creativity. That's life and life is always changing. Uh, it's a challenge. Uh, this is not the first crisis. Uh, right. In Italy, right. literature has changed completely with Boccaccio. So it happened many, many years ago. And uh, we have started a new way to think about literature. Because of, uh, I don't know in English, but peste, it was a uh, mm. big damage of health uh, as COVID could be now. So we need to know that it's not the first time, it will not be the last, but it's a challenge. Uh, and it can grow us as humans about creativity if we are open to don't stay there and, and complain, but just to take the chance to grow up something new. Yes, and we, as artists, Absolutely. we have the responsibility to give answers, not only to make questions. So, so moving forward, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. We're crawling with things to say. Go, 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 go. <laughs> go ahead. Get in there before the... Because we're getting older. The, the thoughts sometimes become fleeting. So quickly. we got about two minutes. Yeah. Well, go. no, because I think that your point is amazing. Yeah. Also, and I think about the work that your husband does with jewelry, right? Yes. There is a way that we are finding, as you say, this new emerging self yeah. inside of the challenge. That's all I wanted to say to that because... That's all I want to say. Yes, we did a, a art and creative expression in time of social isolation series in Los Angeles. And it brought out, uh, you know, every week we were representing a different artist. And we discovered such creative ways in which people were dis uh, expressing themselves. And it opened up all sorts of conversations. And so people who were feeling very isolated were online. Uh, developed into a community and so many new ideas and new conversations started uh, uh, around art. Sorry, I got to jive. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> because the other perspective for us as artists, and this is where I was going on your point, is um, the the work of the artist is to challenge the system. One minute, Bob. Right? right? And right. to bring up an evolved perspective and ability so i think again this mixed bag of all of us that come in with these forms we're helping humanity see what we're all made of so, by how the artists let themselves live out any moment call a challenge go ahead no i think <laughs> look the neurons are firing because we have to go to a break here okay go ahead. and we come back from the break this is for me i want to talk about where crises are taking place so russia ukraine as an example yes Artists are the tip of the spear. You speak ahead for society, and yet you are on the front of what can be very harmful and threatening situations to you as artists. So when we come back from this break... We will continue yeah. to, the, to talk about this. Fascinating, and we really appreciate all these wonderful artists uh, being with us today and traveling so far to be here. We deeply appreciate it, even in the fog of Missoula. Missoula is a beautiful place, believe it or not, when the fog isn't there. Uh, we are going to come right back after the top of the hour break, and we'll be right back with more Talk Back right after this. Garden City. This is Talk Back, 721-1290 or 1-800-568-5309. This is News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM. KGVO, Missoula's news and weather station. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Hour number two of Talk Back is underway. Brought to you this morning by Phillips Janitorial. No job is too big or small. Whether you need a residence or are a business cleaned, for a free estimate, call 260-6617. Also brought to you by Brooklyn Bagel and Bakery. Authentic New York bagels and pastries from Little Italy can be found right here in Missoula out on North Reserve. 
The views and opinions expressed on TalkBack are not those of the staff, management, or advertisers. Okay, Ballet Beyond Borders, a special edition of the Montana World Affairs Council on the radio, back here on KGVO. That's uh, Bob Seidenschwartz out there. We have a cast of, well, not thousands, but we have... <laughs> the soul of thousands. We, 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 have, we, have, we have enough talent. We have enough talent in this room for thousands. Let's put it that way. So go ahead, Bob. The floor is yours, no, sir. No, Bob, because you were asking... I love it when we do this, and it's a kind of a wild okay. fair. So you were asking us questions on the break, and I'm like, let's do it on the air. Yeah, I, I started to ask about, um, in terms of artists, you also... I said you're the tip of the spear as far as cultural representation and thought and mm-hmm. views. You take a situation right now that's happening with Russia and Ukraine. Countries rich in history and culture and artists. But I don't believe they're probably free to express without risk some of what they would wish to if given the opportunity. And that's just not unique to that conflict. It's something that historically has been very true. So I'd like you to speak a little bit about that in terms of that freedom and what that means and where we see issues. Okay, so in Pakistan, uh, people don't realize uh, that Pakistan has a very thriving art and music scene. And uh, under certain governments, all of it had to go underground, but it was still there. But now, when I I just came back from Pakistan last month, and I was thrilled to see the creativity coming out. And uh, there were exhibitions almost every weekend. And uh, just people, I mean, it really is that crisis makes art thrive. People just come out and uh, want to express it in different ways. So that's the exciting thing that came out of COVID. We we can't suppress that part of us. Yeah. Well, I think that we can suppress it. And then to me, what you spoke about regarding Pakistan and all around is where the media puts its focus, right? Because mm-hmm. then we have to have a conversation as to if the art and seeing that the art is alive in all of these challenged communities, why is that conversation not be not being broadcast to amplify the strength and the resilience of the people and not see that everything is shutting us down and making us hobble into corners. That's not what it's doing. But the eyes are not on that part of humanity. That's a big problem to me. Do any of you, uh, Bob, perhaps especially you, do any of you have uh, 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 sources inside Ukraine right now that can tell us you know what? Even though we're under constant bombardment, even though uh, you know, buildings are being bombed, there is still artistic, there's still creativity going on in these little tiny, uh, in these little tiny pockets. And it, wouldn't it be nice to be able to discover and find out how that's happening? I was working on a film set probably Q3 of last year. So this is around November and or Q4, I guess. And there was an actress who was on the set from the Ukraine. And she was really giving me on the DL what's going down and how that war started from the inside out. And she spoke exactly to what you said. There's so much art happening, people standing outside their windows and playing music to keep the culture lifted Mm -hmm. and things like that. But we don't put eyes on that for some unfortunate reason. That doesn't make headlines. 
Well, that's what we say don't make headlines. Right, Let's yeah. be clear. Right. Whatever we decide to amplify makes headlines. I, I'm in the news business. So, yeah, 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 I know what you're talking Whatever about. Whatever we decide to amplify right. makes business. If we say dirt is right. the thing to care about, <laughs> then folks will speak right. more about dirt. Right, I'm just yeah. saying. And, and to your question, Carl's point, the Ukrainian people are taking down remnants of Russian statues and representations and replacing that with their culture yes and their representations because their men are fighting their women are fighting but what has to follow has to be us mm -hmm. it has to belong to us no longer you and that's a part of the story that is a wonderful as you point out untold part of what's happening but see it's all happening so simultaneously it's an implosion so media, different story, different it's, animal to your point. If it says dirt, we follow. It's going to be a while yes. uh, before all this comes out. I mean, if the war is ever, you know, everything ends, or whatever. Peter, yeah. It's a beginning and an end to everything. Right. But what I'm saying is, is we're, we're going to discover exactly all the activity that has been going on over right. the over the last two years or three years in Ukraine. When all the, the conflict is over, all this will come to light and there'll be a lot more heroes to celebrate. And this is spilling over into Russia as well. Don't it, think that the Russians... The thing to that, this. Peter, though, is yeah. that why, are, why in regards to media, as a force that has the voice to turn or not, right. right, when is there going to be a conversation for the media to catch up and save lives now? Why are we going to wait until the war is over and then realize that these people were doing this? Why are we not supporting and giving people pillars that ride them through it in the middle of it? Are, are there people, uh, and you, you're much closer, you're in the artistic community, so, so you would probably have better sources than I. But are, are there people on the ground right now in that war-torn country who are putting on uh, presentations, putting on plays, who, who, who are doing things? So go ahead, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, my God, who talks? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes, I think that the answer is, not the answer, but a point of view could be that art is for the beginning of the time uh, a way to live out loud. Yes. You know, so... Uh, we have not to wait, but uh, as Carlton said, the media would have to listen, put their ears on knowing what is truly happening and not about the story we want to tell now. Mm. But I would say this. Uh, I, I would imagine a responsible media person would not want to put people in danger by telling the, the Russians where all this activity is happening. Because they would, they would immediately try to quash it. Yeah, but we're talking about the Russian and the Ukraine deal. As a global issue right, is right. what we're talking about. We okay. started on COVID. Right. Again, the the narrative that pulls media, as we all have known for years, is trauma and devastation. And it's just an unfortunate that that's what feeds. So what we're all t talking about is when is the media going to take a responsibility to rise up awareness to a way of of thriving in the midst of that is the human ability proving itself right now. But if the narrative stays on only the deaths in the hospital, right. only the deaths in the nursing homes, which I know you want to speak mm -hmm. to, then we don't get to see what the human ability is really made of. We're, we're, we're up against the break. We're getting yeah. right back. So remember, though, in my business, if it bleeds, it leads. Remember that? I, and, and 
Uh, unfortunately, that has been the, the, the mantra of news since its inception. But uh, but that doesn't have to be all. It doesn't have to be that way always. So it we're, does not. We're going to come right back after this. Stay with I us. I want to come back to that. Leave the mics on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you saying like seriously like that's fresh <laughs> broadcast content yes. right there. Go go ahead. So uh, where we're were just we, I'm I'm Carlton and we're just on fire. Yeah. Bob, what? Who's I, next? We were talking about the media and I and I said off air. The media, as we think of our primary, is just a sliver. Yes. Decades ago, it was much more concentrated. Now you have endless ways of accessing information. So that's part of our opportunity, but part of the challenge to the very conversation we're having. So I would just love to hear your thoughts about that to the points that you were making. Well, but you started to share about this incredible yeah. female who was singing. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yes, yes. I was in Pakistan attending a concert, and there was this beautiful woman who uh, was uh, Miss Ukraine, and she has an incredible voice. She came up to sing, and she was singing from her heart, and you could feel the pain in her voice, and she said that she would sing to recorded music, because all of her musicians were back home fighting uh, Russia so, uh, on the front. And it was really heartbreaking to hear what she, you know, you could hear it in her singing, that her heart was with her people. Yeah. So, go ahead, please. I was also wondering, uh, what are the true wars we are fighting daily? Because uh, not only the wars uh, which we are fighting by the army are wars. Uh, and during the break, we were speaking about the daily life of uh, uh, persons. Uh, and I was telling something happened in Italy with the nursing home. Mm -hmm. So if art is connected, is uh, the, the way for life to flourish and speak out loud. We need to think that art is the way to keep safe the health of society. And social health means also to don't keep people separate from life. We have people who are in lockdown and it has nothing to do with COVID. It has much to do with their age. So sometimes uh, old people uh, live in the nursing homes mm -hmm. and they are uh, alone. So you know what happened with some schools in Italy? It's a war. It's a war for the families. It's a war for these people, which is outside life. Mm -hmm. They are in another time, in another place than society. So during COVID, we have started to teach dance online and everybody was scared about it. Uh, yes, from the technical side, it was a disaster. From the cultural side, uh, it's very interesting. But from the social side, uh, you know what happened? That the grandparents uh, were allowed to watch the kids, nephew, mm -hmm. attending the dance classes. And now still some schools are doing dance with your grandma, dance with your grandpa. So from the nursing home, nursing home they can connect to the dance schools and watch their nephew. It means to go back to life, uh, and it's very healthy. It means to so, go back to life. Yeah. Yes, and it's a great way to win a war. Did you want to share? I like it. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, please. Go, come please. Io volevo parlare sempre per parlando di Ucraina, di Ucraina, che ho notato la forza delle donne ucraine che sono fuori dal paese. She wants to go back to Ukrainian um, issue and uh, she wants to say that she has noted the strength of the Ukrainian women outside the country. Sì, perché loro hanno, devono lottare per mantenere la famiglia unita, pensare agli uomini che sono rimasti là, 
mantenere la cultura, gli studi è una cosa difficilissima in Europa stiamo aiutando tantissimo, in Italia tantissimo because they need to take care of many fields, family, from the financial side and the human side. They have to take care of the men who are fighting. They need to keep their strength for the rest of the community. And it's very, very hard. And in Italy, uh, Mrs. Claudia is saying we are doing so much to help. And I know personally she's doing so much. <laughs> eh, penso anche che è molto importante che si faccia di più per introdurre e mantenere la loro cultura aiutandoli non è facile perché i soldi finiscono and what she thinks now is needed uh, is also to take care of preserving their culture not only their life so it's very hard because uh, it needs a financial base uh, it's hard but it's needed to keep the culture alive e anche penso che non sento odio verso il popolo russo e questa è una cosa molto bella dalla parte loro and also she's a witness of no uh, hate against Russians from the Ukrainians uh, and I can also say that because I have many Russian Beh. friends it's the same from the other side mm. war is something very big uh, which has much to do with uh, a life that is not the daily life of persons. Persons are persons, humans are humans. So sometimes we are brought to fields which are not ours. Yeah, you bring up something that's very important in terms of the role of women functioning in many ways. One of the drivers that drove Russia out of Afghanistan was women in Russia. Having said enough, our, our, our sons are coming back for what? And that grew louder and louder. And there were a number of other issues, but that was a catalyst. And I see that to a degree right now happening. More and more Russians are returning. And the question is, why are they dying for? This country did not attack us. They are our cousins. This is not the enemy. So these are catalysts that sometimes are not as obvious as the stories that you're alluding to in terms of the big bangs, the, the artillery and such, but they are critical to moving the direction. And do you see that happening? And uh, in case you're just joining us, ladies and gentlemen, this is Ballet Beyond Borders. <laughs> <laughs> We're on fire. And we are talking beyond the borders. Yes, yes, yes. Aren't we? Yes. We, we certainly are, yeah. and we, we need to take a quick commercial break. We're going to come right back. <laughs> uh, we'll continue with our guests. We're having a great time. Uh, by the way, we will be providing, when we come back, let's provide, from, if, in case folks have just joined us, about where all this is going to be taking place sure. and how they can uh, take advantage and of it. Got phones here that, uh, yeah, yes, we do. We'll, we'll be right back. Too. Stay with us. Over the last 80 plus years, unused prescription opioid pain medicines can spell trouble. They can spell risk if taken by someone they weren't prescribed for, harm if accidentally taken by a child or pet, or overdose if they're not used as directed. Safely dispose of opioids before they can hurt your family. Find a drug take-back option such as medicine drop boxes. You may find these in your community at local pharmacies or police stations. Visit www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. I'm Ben Affleck, and I want to thank you for joining me and supporting Paralyzed Veterans of America. I joined the Navy to serve my country while parachuting with my platoon. My parachute didn't open. I broke my neck. Thanks to PVA, paralyzed veterans are getting specialized medical care and treatments, the jobs they want, and the accessible vehicles and homes they need. I just don't think my family would be as happy as they are without the support that I received from Paralyzed Veterans of America. 
Learn more at pva.org. We're back. This is Talk Back, a special edition of the Montana World Affairs Council on the Radio Ballet Beyond Borders. Now, real quick, let's uh, let's touch the bases, uh, the top of the trees here of uh, performances where people can go, uh, how how they can see and enjoy all this. That's uh, literally the whole world coming to Missoula. All right. So Friday night is a gala performance. This can be at the Denison Theater starting at 7.30. You do need to get your tickets. You may show up and it will probably be full. So we encourage people to get the tickets early. Then there's free events that if you go to the website, which is balletbeyondborders.com, that will have a whole listing of the events that are open to the public free of charge. So if you want to go hear some amazing speakers, as you see already here today, um, please go to the website, see what the events are, and come out to support this amazing organization. And again, I say to Charlene, thank you so very much. We are not standing here without Charlene. Believe it or not, uh, this is radio. We just bowed. Yes. (laughs) Yes. There was a time we were on Facebook Live, but that didn't do do very well at all. No, that was probably not a good idea. Um, Let's continue. So let's continue on the conversation. And you guys were having... A conversation out in the hall, so bring it into this studio right here. Conversation yeah. in regards to the yeah. power of women and of women, women's strength, and uh, it belongs also to a special event during Balibian Borders, uh, uh, which is an exhibit uh, uh, from Ivan Nadine. He's a luxury jewels designer from Italy, Milan, and uh, he has brought uh, through Mrs. Hina and Mrs. Charlene a collection called Migma. Migma is the first um, stratification under the um, terrestrial. Uh, under the heart curtain. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. and it's just like blood flowing. Uh, it's a symbol of life uh, running, and it's a green collection. It's made by natural elements, worked with uh, gold, silver, polish, uh, raisin, and so on. And there are ornaments not made to be ornaments, but to be symbols of nature, which is precious, which is so rich of beauty, but needs to be protected. And they are alive jewels. So they change by time uh, and they are breeding jewels somehow. They are um, the symbol of how life is going on Mm. and nature is changing. And the challenge is to protect what modern nature is offering us. I say modern nature because the mother is the symbol of women's strength, something uh, which has much to do with strength to keep and save uh, something delicate. Very delicate. And so I love that. I think it's important to make sure that we are aware of those things again, more so than we are aware of the (laughs) and the doom and gloom that's happening. (laughs) Sorry. Very eloquent. I I, I like the sound effects. The sound effects are good. No, but it's another example of another human in the midst of it all that is being creative and providing to the cause. Mm-hmm. Am I correct? Yes, sure. Uh, providing to the cause to make art uh, something that not only represents life, but that is uh, the deepest part of life. Right. Art right. is the deep meaning because uh, everybody else is just something that happens and goes. But art, in my opinion, is the true meaning and the only value we will bring with us in case when we will pass over. (laughs) The only value. 
So uh, sometimes Mother Nature, she can get a little irritable. And you had a tragedy in Pakistan Mm -hmm. that probably many people don't understand what happened and the depth of what took place. And talk a little bit about what may be some of the good that may have come out of that. So tell us a little bit about what happened here. Well, recently, Pakistan, the part of Pakistan that's uh, uh, the desert um, um, that has very little water and food and people live in very harsh conditions, it rained. And for the past few years, they've been having floods and the Indus River overflows and uh, a lot of communities that have developed along the river, these are communities that date back 5,000 years. And um, they have, you know, uh, been displaced. So um, I'm seeing a lot of people coming together to help each other. And this is where we have seen the resilience and strength and the dignity of women in the harshest of environment, how they've come and how they're looking after their families, even with so little and how they're so um so this a beauty that has come out of this that i'm seeing and it's going to take them a long time to recover from this and i i just want to take a moment to say that the art, the jewelry exhibition is today at oh, yes. la art gallery and you can come it will be an exhibition and sale and these are beautiful pieces all inspired by nature and how delicate and fragile it is and how we need to nurture it so from this tragedy, are you seeing any representations that will, I guess, kind of institutionalize the memory for those who are yet to come to remind people what happened? But what do you learn from something like this as well? And was the government responsive? I mean, that's a question we would commonly ask during a, uh, you know, natural event. Is- the, the news reports I've heard is, is up to 15 to $18 billion worth of damage, and they're looking for world sources to try to donate to try to uh, ameliorate that situation. And I'm not sure how it's going. Well, I found out that uh, UN did a, um, just last weekend, they did an event uh, to raise funds, and they did raise a large amount um, that's supposed to go back to rebuilding uh, their com- these communities, their homes and infrastructure that was damaged. Right. But it's going to take a long time. It, the damage is very um, widespread. And... Uh, but so uh, so what we are seeing is that uh, i've seen that these communities are very poor but they also have artistic traditions that go back a long way and uh, so w- uh, when i work with these i see the the clothes the costumes and the things they were able to uh, you know save from their um, uh, homes that were demolished due to the rain are exquisite and beautifully made by these women and that kind of reminded me of what women do here, the Native American uh, communities, especially in the uh, rural Pakistan. You get to see, and uh, in 2019, we took a team of ba- uh, Balibion Borders delegation to Pakistan, right. and we had a Native American Kaya with us. And I was, and when she went to the villages, that's where I saw her most comfortable. And she felt so much at home, and especially when she saw the beadwork that women did, because mm. it it was very similar to what she makes here. And, uh, you know, the what mothers make for their babies. Kaya recently had twins, and she made beadwork moccasins and things for her. 
children. And so I feel women everywhere are very strong in keeping the community together and the home together. With that, we're going to come right back. 721-1290 if you'd like to comment. Uh, the phone lines are open. And this is Ballet Beyond Borders, a special edition of the Montana World Affairs Council here on Talk Back right after this. How is your job to school? Let me tell you. I had to get my iced coffee first. I just can't seem to put it down. My favorite rapper just announced a tour. My phone was buzzing like crazy. I'm so excited. I had to text all my friends right then to talk about it. Then someone started calling me and... Let's try that again. I turned my phone off right away. I never drive distracted. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Hey, we are back. This is Ballet Beyond Borders, a special edition of the Montana World Affairs Council. Bob Seidenschwartz here in the studio. Nick Christensen, a little bit under the weather today. We wish him well. Uh, he'll be back t- tomorrow. So let's continue. We have about I, I, 25 yeah, minutes. Right. And I want to talk about diplomacy. You are all diplomats. I have made this point about Charlene for many years. She is soft power. She is a part of diplomacy that does not have to be official from the State Department or foreign services or such, but just as powerful in terms of the impact. So, my fellow diplomats, unelected, (laughs) you don't have to make tax decisions or anything else. So talk about what that diplomacy means for you as members of Ballet Beyond Borders. Sono Claudia, sempre la italiana. Eh, Allora, io giro molto in eventi in tutto il mondo e questo evento è quello che ehm, lo sento diverso da tutti. Still Claudia from Italy and she says that she's used to attend many events all over the world but this one is different for her. Sì, perché qui non parliamo solo della danza ma parliamo della vita della cultura che rappresenta la nostra vita quotidiana because here we are not only speaking about dance technically but we are speaking about life uh, values uh, representing our personal experience e veniamo qui in qualità di amici siamo amici che si incontrano per fare progetti and we are here as friends not as colleagues we are here as friends who meet to create new projects together yeah, and I would say uh, that also Ballet Beyond Borders and, and really knowing Charlene at the depth that I've known her, what's amazing about, like, for those of us that are on the air right now, and all the dancers and all the incredible people that she pulls in from around the world, Charlene cares about heart. So uh, at the foundation, my understanding of Ballet Beyond Borders is finding a way to get to the heart of humanity and link it Mm -hmm. and that's why we get people from this territory that gets informed by that territory and we that think we know get brought to humbleness because we realize we don't because we've been afforded an allegiance with somebody else that's what i think is the magic of it and it's the magic that continues to pull me to be interested to help serve what charlene does and we have dancers from russia all over from ukraine from georgia from cuba uh, uh, from cuba, uh we have a dancer from palestine we have dancers Syria, we have romania Mexico, dancers from israel Mexico, so, Brazil, yeah. Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> so th- this is diplomatic and international diplomacy and many times we don't think about this but countries at odds with each other will still exchange cultures and you get musicians together regardless of what may be happening 
And their commonality is their music. Yes. And their connection is their music and their dance. And that has the ability, which it has, to open up other doors of discussions and communication. Well, you know what? That worked. Let's try this. Mm. And that worked. Maybe we reconstitute this a little bit. Always issues. Passports. Visas. All the things that have to be done yes. to bring people here that we don't see behind the scenes. Mm. And that we're thankful to people like you. So you have some comments. Well, I love the way she collects people from all over and brings them in this very nurturing environment. And then you see this magic happening on stage where people from different backgrounds come together and collaborate and new, uh, you know, dances are created and music. And it's just, um, I come here every year and I'm in awe of what's happening on stage. And to see these friendships develop and that grow year after year. And uh, last year, some of you might have seen this uh, small uh, YouTube video that came out of a young child, African, in Uganda, dancing in the rain, just wearing these little shorts, barefoot. And so Charlene got in touch with them. Right. And uh, so it's a group of kids that a man has gathered from the streets. These are all orphans and they've come together and the common thread that ties them is dance. They love to dance. And uh, uh, so we've been in touch with them and hopefully we'll bring them to Missoula mm-hmm. one of these days. So uh, during this event festival, we are also trying to raise funds because they have asked us that they want to become self-sufficient. So we are trying to... Um, uh, uh, set up a poultry farm for them and we are raising funds for that right. and it will be an income generating uh, project for them so they can take in more children and uh, this is something that peter and i were talking off air i said peter what, you know you're going to retire one day someday someday we don't live about forever about, about 20, i'm not going to be about, here about 25 Peter's not years be maybe here. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully we leave somewhat of a legacy so really what that means is you're all mentors and in the arts, mentoring is critical. And I think it's something, uh, being a few years older, during the height of AIDS in New York, we don't think about this, but a significant part of the arts community passed. Some of the most important mentors mm-hmm. passed, which meant who takes and steps in. So in your lives, in your work, every one of you is a mentor that's passing on your passion and your interest. So talk about what that means to you as that mentoring. Well, let me speak in, uh, you know, and I tell you what, what, do do me a favor. This is going to be a a little bit longer than we have. So let's hang on to that. We'll come. We're up against a break. We're going to come right back and we will flow right into what Carlton has to say. And responding to Bob's question, 721-1290 is our number. It's Ballet Beyond Borders. And we will return right after this. Authentic New York bagels and pastries. Meet Ed, movie buff, animal lover, safe driver. Five years of driving an ambulance teaches you a thing or two. If people knew what I know, lives could be saved. When I see a car trying to rush past a turning bus, I get concerned. You see, when big vehicles turn right, they have to swing wide to make the turn. And that's a lesson you don't want to learn the hard way. When trucks and buses turn, let's you and I wait. It's It's our our roads. roads. It's It's our our safety. safety. 
visit www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. This is this is like the United Nations all in our studio. And this this is great. Uh, Ballet Beyond Borders uh, here joining us this morning. Folks from Italy, folks from uh, from Pakistan, folks from all over Chicago. Yeah, yeah, Chicago, <laughs> Chicago. And, and New York, and New York. And yeah. Right. Okay, yeah. Let, let's continue. Go I, ahead. I had asked you to please yes. talk about mentoring. Right. How important that is in life, and for what you do specifically. Well, so I was going to share. For me, what's amazing about Ballet Beyond Borders is the way that Charlene is having mentorship happen, at least from my awareness, with the young students that I've been able to follow over the years since it started, where it's a trickle-down effect. So there's those of us that are older that are doing it and learn how to do it, follow some of the leads of Charlene. And then what's so great is because the youngins are cared for and the greatest thing in regards to what BBB does is it creates possibility for them. So the young people are then watching, being inside the experiential so that they know how to then go and serve and be a leader when we can't and you can't and Peter can't. So I think that that's what's really great about it. That's what I wanted to say about it as well. From my side, I completely agree with you. I'm Gisella from Italy. Uh, what makes BBB unique uh, is that uh, here people is not uh, taking part in a competition uh, about who's the best from the technical or artistical side, but mainly from the technical side. This is a place where everybody could, through heart, make um, be uh, listened and can express. So we can discover new points of view, and that's art. Uh, it would have to be the value of art. So now Missoula is the belly of the world. Everywhere, uh, art community, uh, human community, is together to make something flourish and grow. That's the belly of the world, in my opinion. And belly is a good word, because the belly is the way to feed somebody who has to born. Mm-hmm. So uh, the nice thing, the, the wonderful thing of BBB is to feed what is uh, what has to born. Well, let me speak to you, because... BBB is an international dance competition, right. It right? is right? So there is competition going on, but isn't it powerful how, how we as artists get to show the world at large, especially the political movement, how we can be vying for the top position and still not play the other one as the underdog mm-hmm. and not throw them under the bus, that we can still care for the heart of the other as we're trying to get to the top. But competition drives us to excel. It's yes, part it of our DNA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yes. I want to better explain because probably I didn't explain no, uh, in a good way. But uh, I'm speaking about the competition focused only on technique yeah, and yeah. not adding nothing. But here we are adding, the, the competitors are right. adding so much. Mm-hmm. And the great thing is that we are called to be here to watch and support. And that's great. Voglio fare un esempio, sempre Claudia la italiana, un esempio, durante uno di questi concorsi abbiamo visto ragazzi sempre di Africa, della Nigeria, parlavamo varie volte di di questa scuola nigeriana in mezzo alla strada, 
she's still Mrs. Claudia. She wants to tell us uh, something about uh, the Nigerian uh, students from the school, uh, which is uh, a school in Nigeria. Go ahead. No, no. Oh, keep going. Sì, e praticamente i ragazzi non avevano una tecnica per poter vincere un concorso, ma avevano bisogno di cibo, di indicazioni su come andare avanti. The school took part in BBB and they were not there to show their technique, but they were needing food and tools to go on. E, e Ballet Beyond Borders ha fatto questo grazie a tutti noi. And through the dance world, Balebian Border has helped this way. So we thank you again. Peter, we... Oh, no, uh, just I, from a no, no, no. no I, 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 what I was going to say is while you were talking about, uh, about the competition and how sometimes the, the, comp the competitive world can be vicious. Uh, yes. But, but we saw a crack in that wall uh, with, the, with the devastating injury to the, to the young man on the Buffalo Bills, if you yes. remember, when, uh, when Damar, when, when he went down and they had, they had a start as hard twice. If you, if you noticed, both teams, both teams, both teams gathered around and actually covered him to keep the media from zooming in and, 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 and watching something as intimate as, as trying to start someone's heart. I, I, I had never seen that before in the NFL, all right? The NFL, big, tough guys, right? Uh, uh, somebody gets hurt, oh, that's okay, put some dirt on it, well, you'll be fine, <laughs> that sort of thing. And how, how it, it just seems like... There is a, just a very subtle change going on uh, right now with with the NFL that I think is going to I think is going to bear a lot of fruit in the years to come. I think that what you just spoke about, which is so perfect in regards to the NFL, and then as we talk about, <laughs> I think the biggest gift of COVID, the humanity reboot that it did, is it really brought us all to the female energy, which is a caring energy, which is a more embracing energy. And we've never really looked at it so specifically like that, but the male figure has been the one to provide and the bravado and the woman has been. And so isn't it interesting to now watch human men come from perspectives and from a mm. softer vibrational that goes, I care for you even though. Now, it, now that doesn't take away from, from the competition and, and, of course, all the excitement of, of football. Absolutely not. Uh, but but what, it, what it does do is it adds an extra flavor, an extra slice of humanity, and, if you will. Absolutely. And so yeah. I say, like, our human library for our soul is being expanded. We get to show that we're capable of more. It's amazing. And for every action, sometimes there's a reaction, which is the commentary of homogenizing men and their feelings and turning us into what are not men as viewed by certain people as well, too. So we're always in this tension. Mm. And it takes what, what I realize is these are small incremental steps that we move in, not giant leaps. Hard to undo thousands of years of behavioral You know, but science. isn't it important yeah. to acknowledge At least the acknowledge. power I, of the small? Right, it, exactly, because mm -hmm. that's what you do mm -hmm. every day with your work. And I've observed that 
over the last decade as I, Ballet I, I, Beyond I, I, Borders I, just, has been here. Just a real just a real quick note before we take our last yeah. break. Tim Tebow was ridicu- ridiculed for praying on the field, if you remember. I remember. Uh, years ago. Now you've got both teams on their knees praying. We're, we're talking 50 or maybe over 100 big, strong men in uniform on their knees praying, weeping, right? Uh, and, and so now all of a sudden it's okay to do that. When, when when the majority of the people are doing it. So anyway. So to your point about yeah. incremental change. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And well, the we're, power we're, of it. Yep. We're, we're going to come right back. Uh, this is our final time out. Just 60 Dang seconds. Hang on to these sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> hey, we are back. And if, if you if you wouldn't mind, we have eight minutes left. And I, I, I know there's a lot of folks that uh, come in and out of our program because it's radio. Uh, would you all introduce yourselves one more time so that those who are new to the program can understand who we're talking to? We'll start. Gisela, go ahead. I'm Gisella Zilembo from Italy. I'm the general manager of MAB Association. MAB is Maria Antonietta Berlusconi Association for Art and Culture. All right. Io sono Claudia Zaccari, prima ballerina dell'Opera di Roma, Italia, and uh, I am a friend of Charlene Campbell, <laughs> and uh, I am here to help her. All right. I am Carlton Wilborn. I'm from the U.S. I live in Los Angeles. Been a longtime friend of... Charlene, an advocate for BBB. I'm Hina Abidi. I'm visiting from Los Angeles, originally from Pakistan. And I've met Charlene a few years ago, and we've become very good friends. And I love what she represents and what Ballet Beyond Border represents. All right. So, it's, it's- And I want to give a little shout out, to, again, to Charlene, but also Peter. Yes. Uh, Peter is an institution here in Missoula and Montana. Just if you've been to old. a Grizz game, <laughs> you know Peter. And without the work that he's done, mm. we're not here. So he has made this program what it is so that we're able to bring in wonderful people like yourselves. I, want, I, want to say, I also want to say thank you to our, our bosses here at Town Square Media. Um, you will not hear this program like this even on public radio. Oh, wow. This this is the only program like this, mm-hmm. a, a live, interactive call-in talk show in Missoula. This is it. And it, it doesn't happen on uh, national public radio. Shame on them. It should. But... Uh, you know, uh, we are thrilled to be chosen uh, by Ballet Beyond Borders and Bob uh, through the Montana World Affairs Council to be a part of this and allow uh, you folks to share to thousands. We average about 25,000 listeners a day on Good. on on this show. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so anyway, you 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 guys are uh, as I mentioned before hitting it out of the park. We really appreciate it. So let's continue. We have about 6 minutes. Right. 6 minutes, please. Give us uh, your closing thoughts and uh, comments. <laughs> now you don't I'm talk. Now, and now she has nothing to say. Sorry, I was just asking to add that uh, I'm Gisela. I'm also Charlene's friend. I'm yeah. a lover because <laughs> I didn't say. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just a final comment for our listeners. Yeah. The final comment is that is this. Come to see the competition because it's not about uh, I want to be the best, but how we can be the best together. I agree with you, Gisela. Come, please. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Yes, and we need to support these programs because they're very special. And uh, Missoula is a very special place. We love coming here. It's beautiful. And my final statement is, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm wearing a hat that you guys can't see that says we are gifts. And for those of us that are artists and for those of us that are not, 
Remember how powerful you are in the middle of the storm. Mm. That's really what I want to say, because life is going to happen, whether we're talking about art or this territory or that territory or this decade or whatever. Stuff is going to go down as it should. But we are proving that we are mighty and so incredibly mighty against the mountain. That is fact. If I may just say this just just cleared. Uh, Damar Hamlin, the young man who was so terribly injured, has just been released from the hospital. Okay. Hence to my point. You bet. Yeah. So. so we do have a couple of minutes, and I want to ask you... Are you uh, Yes, Sorry, may we add that uh, about the exhibit tonight at uh, 5 at L.A. Gallery. Uh, That's L.A. Gallery. L.A. Gallery, yeah. Missoula. Six, uh, six sorry, six. Right. Um, the 50% of the profit uh, will be given to the Uganda project. Okay. So I think people have to know because this is uh, another idea of Charlene and Ivan, uh, who is the designer, and I think this is another way to support. Uh, so I have a question, and, and please, anybody step in. We talked about mentoring and passing on. Do you have many opportunities to actually speak to young people in, in a group so that you're connecting directly with them? I have found over the years they're hungry. They want to know and hear from people like yourself and others and to have you share your experiences because it does open their minds to possibilities. So is that something that's a part of your work on somewhat of a regular basis or not? It's definitely part of my work. I've been a life coach now for coming up on 13 years. I have a new program called Fierce Alchemist 1.0. It's an eight-week deep dive that is customizable. So I've been fortunate to be able to serve that into nonprofits that deal with youth and then I can also take it and deal with individuals, and I've taken it to corporations. So I'm really grateful that uh, I have that as an outlet. You can find me, carltonwilborn.com, um, and you can find me through BBB. Yeah. But. Uh, I'm a coach too. I'm a life coach and a stage coach and I'm used to speak with the young generations daily. And uh, yes, they're very interested to listen, but I want to underline me too. Because I get so much from them. They have right. so much to give. They're a gift. Go ahead. <laughs> Please. Sì, per me è importante dire ai giovani di considerare la danza nell'arte parte integrante della vita. She wants to tell the young generations to don't forget that art and dance are in life. They're a part of life. To don't forget. Well, I have held several exhibitions and talks in um, uh, poor neighborhoods in Los Angeles. And I found that um, the children in those schools are really hungry and they really love to hear about other cultures. And this is what I think is missing in schools, uh, that kids really want to know what's, what others do and they really appreciate the embroideries and music. Los Angeles is a school system of how many languages? <laughs> it is it is staggering <laughs> yes. to me. So do you yes. know, are we talking hundreds of different languages that are incorporated under the L.A. school system? I wouldn't it, it, be able hundreds. to put yes. it on. Hundreds. Yes. So, yes, so yeah. when you're dealing with all these different languages and cultures, you've got to find 
a commonality, yes. a common thread, and that's what I hear. Is the heart, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> common. No, seriously, the yes. commonality. Even when we get against languages that we don't understand, mm-hmm. as we listen to music that's in a different language, right. people are moved by the soul behind it. Yeah. The note does not speak Italian, even if written by an Italian. It speaks to everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we can make a big difference if we just stay connected right. to serve. I just wanted, People can feel that, Peter. We're run, Go ahead. We're running out of time. Yeah. I was just going to say, we, I, I, it's been a delight having all of you here for two days. This has been great. Uh, again, the the gala is coming up on... On Friday, 7.30 at the Denison Theater. Please get your tickets beforehand. Get the tickets on, yeah. on the website. And just want to say thank you to our lovely guests today and you too, Carl. You're thank lovely you. as well. Thank so, you. How did I get separated? Yeah. I'm not lovely, but kind of. Okay, okay Peter. Teresa, Teresa Manzella is going okay, to be our, our guest. You feel better? Uh, there you go. <laughs> Teresa Manzella is going to be our guest uh, at May 30 until 9 and then open phones after that. Nick will be back tomorrow. Have a great day and God bless everybody.